0: There's not a lot of information about various rebel spies throughout the galaxy. Yeah. But I got some. Ooh. And many Bothans died to bring us this information. It's a quote. You get it? Yep. You get it? Yep. We are talking about Fulcrum. Fulcrum. <laughs> There's actually not a lot of information about Fulcrum mm-hmm. um, because Fulcrum is a spy. So okay. why would there be a lot of information? Because Fulcrum would be a bad spy if there was uh but i was interested to find nah, out Do you know i'm going to contest that because i know so much about
1: james bond he's not really a spy oh yeah he's more like an agent i guess bucks and what's bucks his and middle bucks. name
0: danger See, so you don't know that much uh fulcrum i was interested to learn is not one person but a title used by several rebel informants in the mm. years leading up to the battle of yavin mm. The purpose of Fulcrum Spies was to gather and distribute intelligence and recruit new members to the rebel cause. So, because there was such a tight Imperial crackdown on free speech and happiness and, you know, just talking to your buds, you had to be very sneaky about recruitment. Um... So, fulcrums were supposed to keep their identities as secret as possible and usually, usually used avatars and voice modulation during transmissions, which we have seen. Mm-hmm. The, for, the first fulcrum established a spy network in partnership with Senator Bale Organa. Organa had already set up a ragtag secret intelligence network. Which Fulcrum took over to establish better communication between rebel cells in different locations throughout the galaxy. Around 9 BBY, there were a number of Fulcrum agents that were using a special symbol to signify their allegiance. Mm. So we've seen this symbol in Rebels, it um, is what pops up on the hologram whenever Fulcrum is transmitting to the ghost. But did you know, we've also seen it a lot
1: in in World of Warcraft. Oh, got it. I something from World of Warcraft.
0: I I actually didn't know this. And now looking back at it, I feel very silly. But most people did not recognize the significance of the symbol, like me. But a rebel pilot named Miara Larte recognized the symbol because it's everywhere in the Clone Wars. And was able to deduct the identity of the original fulcrum from that symbol yeah it um don't spoil anything but do you know the where it comes from mm-hmm. so i got the picture yep exactly oh my gosh oh my gosh i've looking at a picture of the symbol and i'm looking at where it's from oh my gosh so if you know who fulcrum is just look that up i don't know if i i don't know if i knew it
1: before i knew who fulcrum was though Yeah, being honest, but like looking at it now, I'm like, oh yeah, that's where...
0: Yeah, in retrospect, it was pretty sneaky, actually. I think it's, it would have been very hard to put that two and two together without knowing who Fulcrum was or reading a specific book about Fulcrum because they discussed this, but it's so obvious now, we are all dummies. Yeah. Good job, Dave Filoni. You fooled me. me. Um, so although many Fulcrum agents are still identified, I was interested to find out that Cassian Andor, who is also known as Latin Han Solo, from Rogue One, served as a Fulcrum agent in the Albario sector Hmm. a little bit before the events of Rogue One. Oh, interesting. Yep. Cool. That's all I got.
1: Well, thank you. Rest in peace, Bothans. Bothans. So, um, how do you feel about me doing a little deep dive, Peter? I would love if you did that. Okay. Well, I was going to do it anyways. Just make it good or pay the price. I don't get it, but I'm going to keep going. <laughs> I think okay, it's a reference, so... but I don't know to what. <laughs> it's... Oh, what is that a reference? to?
0: right or pay the price. Oh, salute your shorts.
1: Oh, there it is. That's right. Salute your shorts. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, great show. All right. Well, anyways... Today's deep dive is on Sabine Wren. Yay. So Sabine Wren, the human, was born on the snowy planet of Crow nest into Clan Wren. By the way, I love that her the planet is Crow Nest with mm-hmm. a K. That's tight. It's like Corn with a K. Crownest with a K. <laughs> into wait, Clan wait.
0: Wren that of House Vizla. The the Mandalorian planet is called Crow nest? Well, that's the planet.
1: Huh. The planet, see, Crow Nest, like, just like it sounds, one word, except it's with a K. It's a frigid world of snow and ice. It's the home of Clan Wren. Yeah, Mandalorians. Yeah, isn't that weird? So her, the planet yeah. she was born on onto. I guess I just assumed it would be like Mandaloria, because that seems very Star Wars. Crow Nest. Well, <laughs> I think the Mandalorians are spread out. I think this is just one of them. I don't know if that...
0: Wait, there's only one yeah. Mandalorian?
1: Yes. Just one. And he exploded <laughs> and is everywhere now. No. Well, anyways, and I also love that for like, for the terrain, it says mountain and climate. It just says cold. <laughs> mm. Thanks. Thanks for the input. Cool. Anyways, that's, that's, the, that's the planet she was born on. Her mother, Ursa, was a member of Death Watch, which we will get into in later episodes, but it's a splinter group, basically, that opposed the peaceful mandalorian government and became a part of darth Maul's shadow collective Ooh. which successfully took control of mandalore um i love i love all that i just love all those words that's and just it's a, so a she cool name trained, for a club yeah i know shadow collective
0: shadow collective
1: <laughs> darth Maul's shadow collective tyler perry's shadow collective <laughs> So she was trained from an early age in Mandalorian warrior culture. Ren forged her distinctive armor with her family, uh, but also inherited her Night Owl's helmet, which is an elite unit within Death Watch. So hmm. it's like, so she did a lot of questing to get this armor. <laughs> nice. Um, nice, nice. Uh, she also attended the Imperial Academy as an Imperial cadet. Uh, as a youth, she believed in the Empire and even put uh, herself through some pretty rough training and followed orders blindly in pursuit of this. But during her time at the Academy, as we know, she studied some... She studied various things like tactics of the Twi'lek... Re, uh, she studied, sorry, under the Twi'lek resistance leader Sham Syndulla and Mandalorian journeyman protector leader Fen Rowe
0: during the Clone Wars. Wait, this so you, eventually- did you just say... Did you just say she mm-hmm. trained under Sham Sandula? Mm hmm. So she trained under. Oh, no, no,
1: no, no. Sorry, Hera's no. no, no. Dad? I, I, I flubbed that. She studied the tactics of
0: uh, okay, that Sham Sandula.
1: Yeah, yeah, not under. I said under. Yeah. No, no. Please don't throw things at me, everyone. <laughs> um, so this would eventually uh, put her. So kind of learning all of this would put her at odds with um, some of the other things that she was learning in, in the Empire, which is weird that she i I feel like she must have studied this in her free time, like mm. this wasn't like you know a class you could take at the Empire
0: well, judging from this the episode we saw at Empire School, I think the only class they have is climbing out of wells,
1: yeah, so this was some free time stuff, <laughs> just a lot of free time Wikipedia, yeah, they probably have Wikipedia so um yeah, when she uh eventually um she would leave the Academy and the empire Um, for some reasons. We're not going to get too deep into because there's whole episodes in season four about this, but basically she helped create this devastating weapon for the empire called Mm. the Duchess. What it does, I'm not going to get too deep into because we'll get there. Uh, So she escapes, she leaves. Mm. um, And when she spoke up initially against the empire after creating all this stuff, there was some kind of fallout for her family. Her mother, her father, and her brother ended up siding with the empire and casting her out. Her her father kind of became a hostage to Viceroy Gar Saxon, the emperor's hand, and the kind of imperial puppet ruler of Mandalore at the time. And her mother was forced to prove her clan's loyalty to the empire while her brother was forced to serve in Saxon's imperial super uh, super commandos so that his family could like remain in favor because Sabine really put him in a rough, a rough position. Mm. Yeah, but anyways, um, when she was escaping from Mandalore, quick some quick thing, fun things to found out about her. She got some a good amount of help from the Wookiees, huh. so she's always felt a kind of a debt to them. Um, as you know, she's kind of first and foremost a free-spirited artist <laughs> and uh, hippie. Okay, get a job. <laughs> Um, yeah, she's, she's many things as are many of these characters, um, you know, acrobatic warrior, saboteur, she's super good at explosives. She's like this artist. Um, and she is, I like this thing where they call her a splicer Mm. instead of like, I'm thinking that's what they call hackers in this universe to call them splicers. Slicer? Um, splicer. Oh, slicer. 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 Cool. Yeah. I didn't know if um, it was like a different thing. <laughs> no. So she's a slicer, which uh, is like, t- sounds like a hacker, I guess. pretty Yeah. Cool. Um, something cool about her. She carries those two blasters. Those, I don't know if it's We Star or W-E-S-T-A-R, but it's like one word, 35 huh. Wester?
0: blaster
1: we- Wester, yeah. or it's Wester. West, yeah, that makes huh. more sense. I'm an idiot. <laughs> they're Wester 35 blaster pistols. Well, because everywhere I'm finding them, they're all in caps.
0: Yeah. So I don't and know. things are Master pronounced 30th weird 30th. in the Star Wars universe. So. Yeah. we star I don't <laughs>
1: know. we see her we find out she's fluent in like a bunch of languages. We see that in um mm-hmm. the 3rd episode of this season, right? Um yeah. she speaks Galactic Basic, Mando, uh Amandoa, sorry, not Man it's not Mandalorian, it's Mandoa. Huttese, Rodian, Aqualish, Binary, and some Shrewook, I'm guessing. our wow. encounter with the Wookies. So she's, yeah, so she is uh, uh, quite the catch. Um, She is adept at using Mandalorian van braces, which is like part of her equipment that come like equipped with repulsors, grappling lines, paralyzing darts, a shield emitter, a (laughs) flamethrower, and of course her paired
0: blaster barrels. That's so sick feel like her costume was very weak in this season so i'm really looking forward to get seeing her with like the cool gauntlets and the the, it gets cooler the rocket backpack yeah yeah
1: yeah and yeah all of her stuff definitely gets cooler yeah right now she's Um, just wearing
0: like dishwasher gloves that's what it looks like
1: yeah but what's cool about her helmet and her armor and a jetpack is they can also operate in zero gravity space Mm -hmm. like what you would assume a stormtrooper should be able to do Like she can do. So you'll see episodes where like they're just like Mandalorians are just like zooming through space. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. And also, fun note, she developed a strong dislike for water from a, uh, during an underwater mission gone wrong. That would, um, (laughs) and this was, this note that I found was so dumb. Someone was saying that they think she also doesn't like water because it washes away her art.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what? I don't know. But like that uh, note was like that malarkey Well, it's important to hydrate, uh, so don't listen to Sabine. She's a bad role model. Yeah. She's
1: voiced by actress Tia uh Sikar.
0: Yeah, she's uh on the good place and she's yes. really funny on that. I like I like her.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Like
0: great. Yeah. Um. <laughs> according to
1: this Star Wars.com blogger, James Burns, and he's like a big time blogger for Star mm. Um. I've been reading a lot of his stuff, and he's, he has some really interesting things to say. But Sabine, so he said Sabine's, Wren's uh, name was a reference to Sabine women from Roman history, and so like this legendary episode in Roman history influenced mm-hmm. later Western literature and films, like Stephen Vincent. Uh, Vincent Benet's short story The Sabine Women In the 1950's musical Seven Brides for Seven Brothers <sighs> Which I think thought was funny It's a lot of but brides he, and brothers Ber- huh, About 14 <laughs> um, But Burns also confirmed That uh, the Star Wars Rebel, Rebels direct, bleh, bleh, Rebels Director Dave Filoni And I'm going to stop here and say I know I have said Fellini in the past And I'm apologizing <laughs> I know Fellini is a famous Italian director, but not a flippin' <laughs> Nerf heard. Simple simple Jack. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Dave Filoni and producer Simon Kinberg had named Sabine and the other protagonists after historical and biblical figures to give them a greater sense of purpose. Hmm. And uh, yeah, and that's about, and that's a little look at uh, Sabine Wren. Nice. Thanks. Yeah, Yeah, and there's a lot more about her as her character develops that we'll get to now
0: cool thanks i appreciate it yeah um let's also say thank you to our wives for putting mm-hmm. up with our stuff and coming More on the podcast with us thank you i think they did a great job and i'm very happy that they were involved
1: I'm very proud I'm very yeah. proud of my wife for spotting the jurassic park reference i wanted to make <laughs> Yeah, I'm very proud of my wife
0: for wanting to execute so many people. Amen.
1: <laughs> well, cool. Well, um, until next time, you know where to find us, guys.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Instagram, Twitter,
0: yep. Facebook, Rebels Rebels
1: Pod. You can email us gmail.com. And until next time, be brave out there, and don't look back. Don't look back. Peace. See you.